Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of SSPN. I know we didn't do post games for the last two preseason games, Ethan. You were able to watch them. I was not. I was at the last week of my job. But you know what that means, Ethan? I'm full-time. I'm full-time SSPN. With a little bit of writing, though, if y'all want to read into some Spurs stuff, I dropped an article on my Substack that I started over the weekend. Just kind of talking about all the big-picture thoughts on the Spurs in the preseason and what's going to happen, who are we going to trade, are we going to trade anybody, all that good stuff. But Mm. I'm just going to dish it to you right off the bat, Ethan, because you were able to watch these two games. We'll start with the Magic. Um, what were kind of your takeaways in that one? I know we were just kind of joking about it before and I was saying they choked and it's like, really, that's not even the right thing to say in the context of it yeah. because of them just putting in this preseason. So g- give me your takeaways from Orlando. Honestly, I thought we looked pretty good, especially in the first half. I thought a lot of our role players came to play like Jay Rich, Cade Bates, Diop, who actually went four for four from three point land. Apparently, he's been in the gym working we on that. We have to talk about that in, afterwards. My boy Cade looking like a sniper, playing a lot of three as well, which is surprising to see. Uh, but, you know, if he's hitting threes like that, I guess I'll take it. And then Doug McDermott looking very good as well, looking fluid. His injury has not appeared to slow him down one bit. I don't know if he had that injury against Indiana last year at the end of the mm-hmm. season. He yep. looks great, looking like he's trying to build his his trade value. Uh, but honestly, I, I like what I saw from him. He just spaces the floor so well, knows where to be, knows where, uh, at all times offensively, and didn't look that bad defensively either. It, it was a good team effort overall, both sides of the ball, from everybody that's going to get meaningful minutes like Zach Collins, Isaiah Roby, Devin Vassell, all these guys. The problem was when we put our, our our scrubs in, you know, at the end of the game, Orlando made a run and they won the game. They, they outscored us by 10 in that fourth quarter, and that was really the difference at the end of the game. Uh, but I thought all of our rookies played well, and Blake Wesley in particular, he looks really a lot better defensively, Jew, than I was giving him credit for with the initial like draft of him mm-hmm. and in the summer league as well. Like we knew he would be like explosive offensively, you know, good at getting to the cup, really springy, good handle, um, high ability to score, dynamic combo guard. But his his knack for being a pest, you know, kind of like that Pat Bev, Jose Alvarado mindset of just getting up in his man. He's looked really good along the perimeter. Obviously, when they get him inside, he's still a little small, hasn't bulked up enough to really compete on the interior. That will come. And of course, just playmaking needs to you know fine tune those things a little too sloppy one handed passes picks up his dribble a little too often, uh, but other than that has looked very confident. And Malachi Bronham, just the definition of confidence, dude, gets to his spots. He look he still looks like he's playing college ball, like he's still comfortable enough to be like, I know I'm a rookie, but I'm gonna still get to the mid range, pull up elbow jumper, you know that's cash money, and a lot better in the preseason than in the summer league as far as catch and shoot ability he looks a lot more comfortable just kind of working along the perimeter maybe he's been working with some of the guys like Doug McDermott Devin Vassell 
on that skill, but he looks great as well. And Trey Jones, I think at the last point, he in both games has looked really solid. He's not going to, you know, go crazy this season. I'm not expecting like a Trey Jones most improved player candidacy or anything like that, but just a mm-hmm. solid, you know, starting point guard, field general, knows where everybody needs to be, doesn't play outside of his strengths. And it, Jumper, Jumper looks, looks a better. lot better. He finally cleaned it up, has that elbow in. It's a, it's still a little slow, but you can't leave him open anymore. I think he's going to be a lot more dangerous from three-point land, which will open up the offense for everybody, especially when we got guys like Devin Vassell and Keldon kind of basically going one-on-one and being the, you know, where we run the ball through is, is them. Um, so, yeah, and both of these games as well, great assault. KJ didn't play either. Devin didn't play against the Pelicans. So no, no Jakob either so. against the Pelicans. You're right, Primo's gone. And you know what? I'll save it for when we start to talk about the Pelicans, but yeah, there's someone else I wanted to bring up. But we'll wait. We'll wait on that. Okay. Okay. So just a couple little takeaways from what we were talking about. So I told you I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. KBD because I was joking with some of my friends. I was like, dude, he's locked in. He's locked into SSPN. He saw us talking mad mess, and he was like, dude's. And then right before we were watching this, I'm watching a little bit of the Pelicans replay, which is where I saw the Trey Jones smooth jumper. I'm pretty sure he only took one that game. That I might be getting that game, the Magic game, but still, the point is it's much improved. And yeah. so when you we were talking about it, that's why I said it. But I also saw like a nice Euro step from KBD. And I was mm-hmm. just like, bro, KBD heard us. And he was like, he's looking a lot more aggressive. Yeah, he's looking <laughs> a lot more aggressive and willing to score, which is like, completely different from what he's been in years past that first game you know it's just that's the ultimate epitome of like first game preseason games mean nothing like even though we're making these shows to try to find some sort of takeaways like that's just one pure example and who knows i mean like you could suck for another three games after this but it it seems like that was i mean four for four in the magic game like after what we saw in the game prior and you know they kind of list him as a three and we were like definitely don't play him at the three but it's like now he's doing stuff where you can play him at the three so but that's just good overall but then again he went over three one for eight from the field in the next game of the pelicans yeah in the pelicans that was like he's just up and down i think it'll get more consistent again he didn't have devin drawing two he didn't have yaka purtle he was really out there by himself next to sohan i didn't even mention Mm -hmm. sohan people are really upset about jeremy sohan because his offensive productivity hasn't been you know, statistically off the charts or anything like that. But he looks great, in my opinion. He runs the floor so well. Defensively, he's... I saw him make a nice pass. Yeah, like a way... Inside, Zach Collins for a dump off A way dunk. better passer, yeah, especially in the open court, than I gave him credit for. A better ball handler than I gave him credit for. I thought he'd be, like, you know, making plays out of the post or something. But, no, he's able to, you know, put the ball on the floor and make plays for other guys, which I think is really cool at his size. Um Obviously, he hasn't really gotten an opportunity to score, but I don't think that is a reflection of how good he is at scoring the ball. I think he just hasn't gotten enough chances, you know, and, and he has missed a couple gimmies, you know, at the rim, but instead, that's, that's to be expected from a guy. He's nervous. Yeah, he's, you know, the, all of his baskets to me seem to be like, oh, crap, now I have the ball and I'm open. Let me put it up really quick. And then, you know, rolls off the front of the rim, rolls around the rim, whatever it may be. But his jump shot looks a little bit you – know, it looks nice. I think it's just a matter of getting it consistent, getting it to fall um, at a higher clip and you know, working on finding a way to be more 
like involved offensively, but mm-hmm. I don't even think he needs to score. Not at this point. I don't feel like, like that's the role right now. I don't think so either. I think he'll be a dribble handoff guy. He'll bring it down the court, you know, off the glass. He'll, he'll push the pace and transition, be able to make plays for other guys or take it all the way to the rim. I don't see him being in the post, ISOing on whoever, you know, hook shots like Timmy D. Like, I don't think that's him yet. Maybe he'll get there, but he's playing a lot of three too, Jude. He hasn't mm-hmm. really backed anybody down, which I think is interesting. That is interesting. I know, but I mean, he he played kind of on the outside a little bit more at Baylor. I mean, he yeah. did post people up, but I don't think he was doing it, you know, as much, especially in, in that system where he was much bigger. I know that like that would mean that you actually would want to back people up. More. But the point is, like, still, he could drive inside and he wasn't going to get like, you know, picked off like he easily would do now if he, mm-hmm. he was trying to drive inside and could easily do that, get through, you know, multiple defenders and then go up for a layup or a dunk driving to the rim. So, like, he could drive from the perimeter a lot more, um, which is probably why he didn't post up as much. But, yeah. you know, now, now that he's in the league, that's not as much of an availability to him. But I don't think that necessarily – I mean, I think one day he will be able to do both. Um, but yeah. I don't think necessarily right now he has that much of a post-up game. Um, but still, the other things that he does make him a very four when it comes to him being able to play that position but the other things that i was thinking about while you were talking about this which i think is kind of key when i was talking about his role right now Mm -hmm. is that so we were talking about the skills he has like putting the ball on the floor like driving inside and being able to make a late dump off pass or just putting the ball on the floor in general moving through the fenders and you know driving to the rim but he's not necessarily looking to take the shot like yeah you know what i'm saying like those are skills that i feel like those are way harder to teach than just like post fadeaways or, you know, learning some post moves or improving his yeah. jumper. You know what I mean? Or like layup, not packages necessarily, but like just getting better at layups, driving yeah. towards the rim. You see what I'm saying? So that like, that's kind of goes back to the thing when we were talking about him versus Tari in the last stream we did, it's like, really, we can't be comparing these guys, you know, like, Oh my gosh, he's a buster. Oh my God. I don't like his offensive production. And like, <laughs> you know, we got to, in yeah. five years, we can look back and then like compare or maybe not five, but like three years or two years, just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you yeah, can't right. draw conclusions just, just from right now. And especially, I don't think that those skills that I was just mentioning are, they're not developed yet. You know, mm-hmm. and he hasn't even gone to Austin yet. Like, think about that. You know, um, and that was kind of one of the other things I wrote about. I'm interested to see, like, if we send guys to Austin as much this year because of what Pop <laughs> said before preseason. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be more reps. Like, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. So he just hasn't really had an opportunity to develop those other skills yet. And if you yeah. watch this college tape, I don't think that those things were going to like the stuff he was doing in college was different. And that's because of the offense and, and the college game. But like, those skills that the stuff he was doing offensively wasn't going to translate immediately. He was going to have to develop those stuff more, but that's what like the Spurs are kind of operating under. That's why they drafted Josh Primo last year. Yeah. But like, if he puts it together, it could be like, when I say Giannis, like I, I don't mean like he's going to be Giannis because he's six foot eight. <laughs> like he, he, he wouldn't be honest because he's not as big as Giannis, but like in the sense that he has those, that unique skill set, uh, to put the ball on the floor and he's a solid playmaker and he's a versatile defender who can guard on the perimeter as well as in the paint and be solid on both areas. He's just got to put, you know, the rest, he's got to be clean 
and and actually just get some stuff in his bag, you know, put some tools yeah. in his toolbox offensively before we can really judge him there because he didn't come in, you know, just being like a bucket getter. And people who come in and who are elite bucket getters may get drafted really high, but then they're going to have to develop all the other stuff that Sohan hasn't. Yeah. And there was, I don't want to compare him to Kawhi either because you just, you don't know. But I yeah. saw a picture and it was like Sohan's jump, taking a jumper and Kawhi taking a jumper their rookie year. And it looked really mm. similar. And you kind of go back and think about it. And I want to say that Kawhi probably had a little bit more in his offensive bag coming in. Um, I think definitely. Um, but whenever it comes to just a switchable, switchable, versatile defender, um, you know, th- there are some parallels there with the Kawhi comparison. I'm, I don't think that his ceiling is as high. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. We'll have to see. But the point is, like, I don't want to compare him to that right now and say that that's a guarantee. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just you kind of. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> to me, at 19 years old with only three games, three preseason games under his belt, right. he already looks like at the same level of productivity as where Kyle Anderson is or was in the past couple of years. Right. That's a really good point. But way more athletic. He is more agile. He, he's lateral quickness is, you know, way higher than Kyle Anderson's mm-hmm. ever was. Um, also just naturally just way faster than Kyle slow-mo. Obviously he's going to be faster than Kyle Anderson, but the same type of role. Um, and clearly to me, Sohan is better as a rookie than Kyle Anderson was as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no chance Kyle Anderson was going to get minutes. Not mm-hmm. even an iota of, of opportunity for him. Probably in the first two years for Kyle. Different Anderson. team, but different but team. Well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I could see. We were talking about possibly signing Kyle Anderson before, you know, right <laughs> when the season ended. We but technically he, drafted I didn't even him. Think about that. Yeah, you know, right. but, but he's obviously, like you said, has a higher ceiling than that, and has an mm-hmm. opportunity to be much better at that, especially on the offensive end of the ball. So. We we got our man Greg in here. Shout Greg. out to him as always. Moment of silence for Tommy. That's the other the news. That's actually in the headline, Ethan. We haven't even talked about it yet. My boy. The, the, that guy, Tom Tommy, Tommy Coos. It might Tommy be Tommy Coosey. Yeah, we, we don't know how to, Okay. That is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um I feel bad for Tommy Coosey. I thought he actually played decently well. I mean, I know he was like in there with the third and fourth stringers and we were losing and he didn't have an opportunity to really do much, but surprised me with his ability to, I know he bricked two threes early in the Pelicans game, like bad bricks, dude, like didn't even hit the the rim, like all glass. Dang, Uh, so these were Romeo bricks? Yeah, Romeo bricks. But then he, but then he drained two more right after that, like, like nothing but net, right? Like right after that. And he's got a surprisingly decent handle, knows when to move the ball. I think, you know, he's just not very athletic, small, and we don't have the space for him. Uh, but shout out to Tommy. He played, I thought, pretty well, considering how low the expectations were. I think that uh, he goes in the Spurs Hall of Fame mm. automatically. Yeah. Um, and he'll he'll sit on the throne with Jonathan Simmons, uh, Al Farouk Aminu. Quincy Pondexter. Quincy Pondexter, yeah. Uh, Thad Young. Um, Damari Carroll and Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady has a good one. <laughs> remember that, like, he's one going game? there. <laughs> remember that, like, six hour period when we thought we had Marcus Morris? <laughs> remember that? We like when, traded when Davis Berton. We traded Davis Bertans. It was going into our second year with Damar and LA together. Oh my gosh, that's we traded right. Davis that's to right. open up cap, and he like agreed verbally, and then he was like, nah, I'm gonna go play for the Knicks. 
And, and so then got traded have... to the Clippers. Yep, exactly. That's the exact same thing. He literally was like, I'm going to go get this bag and then get shipped to a contender at the deadline because that'll be better. And that, and then he goes, and what if he was just, what if it was all just a troll job and it was just Kawhi manipulating, like oh, using him like a puppet just to hurt us? Oh, that'd be such a Kawhi thing to do. <laughs> well, our man Ghost Spurs Go in the comments says, Romeo Langford will be cut next. Well, you know, if you go back three videos ago where I did the little just takeaways from media day and, and breaking down the roster a little bit, that was my prediction coming in. Um, I just don't think you sign Wieskamp to a two-year deal. And, okay, you, you have one thing to say, you may, and, and there may be another person. Because we actually have two question. people left to cut. That's what, That was my okay. question. How many people? Okay. The other I, one's going to be Alizé Johnson. Yes. Sure. <laughs> this got one got so mad at him. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see. Alizé got I the just ball. knew it was him. I haven't even watched, but I knew it was good. He was, I was like, he's done. Right wing against the Pelicans, right in front of Pop. Pop's standing up, arms crossed, you know, Pop looking pissed off already. And Alice, for some reason, doesn't swing the ball and just starts going, uh, uh, and starts handling like crazy. And then, like, tries to drive, loses it, recovers, Dude. drives again, and, like, tries to lay up and, like, flops and misses the layup. And Pop just goes, and he's, like, so mad, calls a timeout. is hilarious. But he's gone. <laughs> <sighs> well, bye, Alizé. Um, Romeo. Okay, so like I said, there's no reason. Here's the thing: Romeo can't shoot. Wieskamp was literally known for shooting. Wieskamp is not a potato on defense. In fact, he's he's kind of better than you think. Mm-hmm. Like just in my mind, at least from what I remember, even from the first game, we we're getting blown out. It's like and there was some stuff. Where, like he puts his hands in there too. Like he's not just like. He's not even like someone who's just like trying not to get beat. Like he tries to make plays. Um, yeah. And you drafted him. And it's like Romeo is just in this trade with the Celtics basically to probably make the cap space work for Derek. Or maybe you're like, yeah, I'll just we'll, we'll try a shot at this guy. Why not? But once again, it, at the beginning of the season, when they signed Joe Wieskamp, the, the writing was on the wall because there's only so many roster spots. And unless, you know, Wieskamp is trying to act like slim luca you know Mm -hmm. i don't really think that it's gonna happen for my boy romeo because yeah we we see what his jumpers look like you know i could get around the fact that he doesn't have a great jump shot jude if he just showed me anything else just anything else i know he has had limited time playing he's a solid defender but there's a reason they aren't playing him that much, and he he doesn't do anything. Like you, we were texting. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, it, no, yeah, he, he just he just doesn't do it, do anything at all. Or maybe that was somebody else I heard that from. No, that like was me. Just, that was me. Yeah, he he doesn't add any value. Where it's like at least like, oh boy, Wieskamp is going for rebounds, like cutting, like or, or finding like a position is like you know or on the on the perimeter and has his hands in place, like ready to go. It's like. You always know what his role is where sometimes Romeo GD's just there. He's not really supposed to do a thing in particular. Yeah, dude. He had 10 minutes in the Pelicans game, went 0 for 3, 1 rebound. Wieskamp had 7 minutes, went 1 for 4. That one shot was a 3-pointer and nothing else. But like you said, Wheezy's always ready. He's a capable shooter. He's supposed to be a, a really good shooter. I've 
I think his confidence needs to get boosted up a little bit. I think in the NBA level, he's like kind of gets kind of nervous a little bit. Mm-hmm. But a capable defender, big, strong guy. Romeo hasn't showed me anything. I mean, it'd be one thing if in the open court he was like crazy, like oh my, God. he gets up and down with the best of them. He's got a great handle. He can finish at the rim. And we just came bigger than him. Like that's yeah. the other thing too. And I, I texted you this last night. It feels like now. I mean, this is one of those things that people are always get mad at. But it, it feels like just watching him that his effort has been diminishing since we. He's disinterested. Him. It seems that way. Now, I don't know if that's true, but... Yeah. From watching on the TV, it looks like disinterested. I feel like it's different than last year, but... It's hard to say he's, like, definitely cut because at one point in his career, he was, like, a a really nice prospect. No, he was supposed to be, like, a top 10 pick. Yeah. Like, when... And then before college or at college, he just somehow forgot how to shoot. Yeah, and you like think Markel Fultz, but like he wasn't projected to be a number one pick. It didn't have any skills like Markel Fultz technically has. But like it, it would be great if we could trade him for something, but I don't know if he has any more value. I feel like once he got traded from Boston, his value really dipped, and everyone was like, well, let's see what he does in San Antonio. There's nobody really that great in San Antonio, and he didn't do anything. And I don't I know. I feel like Dom Barlow has shown more in garbage time yes. than, than Romeo has shown in his entire tenure. Dom Barlow. And, and Dom Barlow's a two-way. He like looked fantastic. I mean, I know it, like you said, garbage time, but still, he looked fluid. He looked mobile. He was able to block the shot. Like, like mm-hmm. a lot. Comfortable, able to finish, you know, through contact. I know he's only seven minutes of play, but man, he looked, he looked nice. And he's, and he's a big, long strong body that we can stick out there that's also able to move his feet which is what every nba team is looking for i think he'll have a great year in austin i hope he actually gets a few minutes probably in the second half of the season we'll see in san antonio because we are we are down five days we can use them how we want to yeah especially as zach continues to get kind of beaten up a little bit i think zach has like an elbow problem now or something i saw dude he can't hype, bro. Zach cannot hype up like the way that he did. He's like, y'all didn't see me like this before. And I'm like, watch the games. It's like, oh, uh, it's the same. It, it, <laughs> I, know the same. Feel, I know you feel healthy, but. Dude, I told you the Rockets announcers in the first preseason game were roasting Zach. I felt so bad because I like Zach Collins. And he, only, he, he went like two on. for four. Yeah, he did. He went two for four from three-point land. But he like every time he shot the ball. The Rockets announcer was like, you're not going to win very many games if Zach Collins is shooting threes. And I was like, oh, he's better than that. What do but, you think we're trying to do? Like, went, that's oh, yeah, the yeah. Thing. <laughs> also, like, like that's the point. <laughs> like, yeah, fact. you should know this. You literally just got Jabari Smith. Like, mm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we got our eyes on old Vicky. Uh, yeah, he went 0 for 4 last night. It wasn't wow. pretty. And he, oh Look, you can goodness. cut him after this year. That's the thing about his contract, at least. He went negative 27 in plus minus. I know not everyone believes in plus minus, but that's pretty that's pretty significant. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... <sighs> Jakob's going to play. <laughs> and the good news is we're not trying to win. Yeah, that's true. And Jakob wasn't there. You know what I will say, though? Um this is actually this is completely off topic. I don't know why. Oh no, no, no. This no, is I on have, topic. 
Keep going. Gorge Jang looks he looks nice. He looks solid. I know he's old and slow as he's only all get it. He's slow, dude. You can't tell me that man's not like a glacier out there on the court, especially defensively. But he can hit open threes. <laughs> a glacier. He is moving in slow oh, motion. Gosh. Oh, I love him though. He's got a little bit of nasty in him. <laughs> Our man King J says Romeo and Alize next. I think yeah. he I think he might have came in a little bit after, but we were we we're just talking about that. Um, our man Ghost Spurs Ghost said Romeo Langford will be cut, and we were saying there were two people left, and we predicted those two. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to something you were saying earlier. So you were talking about Blake Wesley's defense, right? Yeah. And you were talking about, I forget what it was. Like you said, just that pest kind of yeah. mentality. And while you're talking about this, though, he's like, he's athletic. He can, he can beat guys off the dribble, like all this stuff. I'm like, you sound like you're – you're uh, mentioning a DeJounte Murray prototype. Mm. That's a lot long. Of, there's a lot of parallels. Um, he's, he's coming in a much better shooter, and they're different players in ways, but defensively yeah. and the way that he can kind of beat guys off the dribble, that is a similar thing between those two dudes. But it's kind of funny because it's like the opposite. Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, I don't think – look, I, I mean, I don't want to say that actually, but – I feel like, you know, he's come from South Bend, Indiana, you mm-hmm. know. DeJounte is coming straight out Seattle. Yeah. You know, I think it might just might just, just kind of personality. Like like the same skill set, but with the personality to kind of fit the spread. But I don't know. They they pick best player available. But but you kind of see what I'm saying? I do. I do. I mean, he said it in training camp a little bit. I heard the interview and he was like, you know, I got that dog in me. I'm trying to play that defense, you know what I'm saying? Get in, t- get get in on them, you know, scrappy. And I was like, I don't know. Like nobody ever said going into the draft, like, oh, watch out for my boy Blake Wesley. He's a dog on defense, and I didn't really see that in the in the film. Didn't see that too much in summer much league, but player. But yeah, I mean, it, he, but he has a motor, and that's yeah. all you need. And you know what There's it shows me, dude? Coach you. It shows me that like he doesn't. He's got a, a good mentality for a young player. You know, a lot of these guys want to just score right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, let me uh-huh. play my game. I know I'm 19, but let me play my game. I'll show you how great I am. He, uh-huh. he understands, like, there's not a lot of minutes on this roster for me to play, like, real meaningful time. But let me show Pop that I'm willing and able to be a great perimeter defender. And I'm going to mm-hmm. take that next step, and that's how I'm going to get minutes, is by being an elite defender. And he you know, plays that- his role on offense. He literally just mm-hmm. runs the point, like, ball handles and – sets everything else up and kind of just stays on the perimeter after that. But the point is he's not like right now we we've seen it, right? We talked about the difference between summer league and, and preseason yeah. and how the, and I talked about it with Sohan earlier. You can't just drive, you know? So he understands that understands he's still got to develop and he does that on the offensive side of the ball too. Finds I ways like, to contribute. Yeah, definitely. I, I like, and this is a small detail, mm-hmm. but Against Jose Alvarado, you know how he presses literally the entire game. Yeah. yeah. A lot of guys last year when he started doing that, they were like, uh, he's press, give it to the two, let him carry it up. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. run down and then get a dribble handoff or something. Not this guy. Blake Wesley was like, no, I, I, I feel him right behind me. Give me the ball. And he was like, he took it down court every single time and would not let Jose rip it. Now, maybe Jose got him once. I don't remember. But he was like hell bent 
on just taking that challenge and taking it to Jose Alvarado all night long. And I don't think Jose actually played that well. Let me pull up the box score. I think he had like an off night uh, for his standards. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he shot two for eight, over oh two, five, well, no, five fouls. He had three steals, but two of those, I'm pretty sure, were inbounds from Gorgay. And Gorgay, I don't know what he was doing. He saw him there and he was like, Ugh. like, it was like the worst pass I have ever seen somebody make. Like, it was so clear that Jose was standing right there. He just gave it to him. But yeah. All right, we got another comment here. So, Jay So, I'm assuming he's oh. Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, I like, like that. Jay So. Branham and Wesley are still adapting to the pace of the game, but they're glimpses of goodness. Time will tell. And that's kind of the point that I was making earlier. Um, I think kind of the biggest thing that I've noticed in preseason is just, and it's what you mentioned earlier is Malachi Branham or Branham. I don't even know how you pronounce his name, but the, the point is like, he is looking different than he did in summer league. He is quickly becoming my favorite. He's just game. solid. He's, he's literally Lonnie. He's everything we wanted Lonnie Walker to be like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but he's he's everything Lonnie wasn't like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a consistent has a consistent jumper can make pull-ups it looks clean everything's in control not trying to make crazy plays to do stupid turnovers and make mistakes um you you gotta get what I'm saying yeah I get what you're saying and he's got uh, there's something about him dude he's got always oh, got the big smile on his face looks like the nicest dude in the world i watched all of his pre-draft and all of his post-draft interviews with the team and all that stuff he just seems like the nicest dude in the world but he's got this great confidence about him and this like swag that he's always be cool, a lottery pick collected. too we forget that we do forget that he was he was the steal of the draft according to was it jay billis i think on yeah. draft night it was like this yeah. is the sleeper pick the spurs really you know they, they got a winner here mm-hmm. and i'm convinced of that i think he dropped a lot like he was i remember like seeing his name up there forever and then we picked him i was like we're we're so <laughs> yeah like we're and then blake blake wesley at that point it was like he had been up there for a while and mm-hmm. but i love watching them play together in the backcourt like too. i think they're such like a they just fit really well next to each other when the three rookies played together the the chemistry looked a lot more fluid like that lineup was surprisingly solid. Like I expected there to be a lot more turnovers, a lot more sloppy play, you know, bad picks, picking up the ball too early. But no, like they actually felt like they had a rapport together. Maybe that's from summer league or whatever. But they've clearly been, you know, working on you know figuring each other out, which is a great sign. Yep. Yep. Okay. So our man King Jay asked earlier, "What if we get Luca back?" And you know, in all honesty, I just chose not to acknowledge it. And that's no. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm just like. Oh, Luca! I, I've already we we've been there and we've done that, and I don't want to have to go through it again because we just believed in him so much, and he just flopped so hard. And the, the same thing kind of happened with the Knicks. Like he, look, he can be a G League monster for the rest of his life, but when he gets into the up to the league, it just doesn't translate. But um, okay, okay, good. <laughs> let me. It was a joke, yeah. But he says, to be honest, why you think they waived him? Uh, and that's just uh, if you're referencing Luca, we'll go back. It was so funny because we did. We literally had a stream that night, and I was like, dude, like he didn't go back for that ball. Like it was mm-hmm. weird. And then he got take out, taken out, and then the next morning we get the notification like Luca Samanich has been cut. So, so funny. So so funny. definitely because he wasn't putting in the effort, and I think he thought he was a little bit better than he was. I was talking about Tommy. 
oh no, he's talking about Tommy. Why do we think they wave Tommy? Timing today, but I think they're just trying to get the roster down as the preseason progresses. Like probably in another week, we'll see Alizé cut, and then yeah. Romeo's ties will be pulled at the last second, and it will be it will be very painful for him. And then he'll go get a two-way somewhere. Remember, he can shoot and become an all-star, and we'll just have to deal with it. Exactly. And we <laughs> also know the last part, but he probably will get a two-way somewhere. We have too many guards to. I mean, we don't. We didn't need him. <laughs> he says, "Is it because he missed four threes? Did he miss four? Oh yeah, he was two for six. Dude, that was a crazy. I've never seen somebody brick so badly and then followed up with and two then just splashes, dude. Like pretty. It's because he's Tommy Coos. Coosie. Coosie. You know what's funny? The CEO at the company I work for, his name is, uh-huh. is that. Oh. That's his name. Is he related? I doubt it. I'll ask him in the office tomorrow. Is he a Hooper? I don't know. Maybe. I'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Santa Barbara mm. legend. I think. Or no. I don't know. Regardless, it's the same same college uh, Patty and Jock went to. Yeah. Oh, are we, oh yeah. Really? St. Mary's? We got it. Speaking of it, yeah, no, it was St. Mary's. That's what it was, not Santa Barbara. And and speaking of, you know, the Spurs Hall of Fame that he's going into, we totally forgot to include. Oh Jock. yeah, Jock Lando. We, we and got Drew Eubanks. Jock. And you, my boy Drew. Is Eubanks? Yeah, he's back in uh, up Nurkic in Portland. Yeah, Portland. Okay. I okay. I hope he wins Love that backup battle. I think there's like a conversation right now between him and Trenton Watford. We'll see. I hope oh. he gets it. It's a battle between it's a battle between a former tiger. This is tearing my heart. You gotta apart. go Eubanks, baby. No, I no, I do have to go Eubanks because Trendon Watford, like, he's he's more of a four. He's six eight. Yeah. They should play. We'll see. He could play he could play like small Technically center, Eubanks is only six you know nine. But you know you know Drew. Ooh, he's six ten. He's strong. He's big and strong. I love him. I miss him. He's, he's big and strong, and he gets the balls. And, he and he's big and strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Ethan. Any any other final thoughts on, on this episode of SSPN preseason? Uh, I'm just making sure I didn't miss anybody on here. Surprised. That, I didn't realize Jordan Hall was 6'8". I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that in him. Mm-hmm. I thought he played decently well in the five minutes that he had against the Pelicans. I'm forgetting something, but finish what you're saying. I was going to say, don't, don't sleep on Doug McDermott. I think he's actually been really productive in the preseason, and I would expect him to have a much bigger role coming off the bench as the backup small forward. Our man Montgomery, Montgomery Flores, excuse me. Uh, I'm glad to know the Eubanks love isn't gone forever. It never will be. He's always – I'm not going to show it right now, but I have a signed Drew Eubanks poster right up here. It stays with me. He stays right here. But y'all got to go on YouTube and y'all got to go to the Spurs channel because they did like a walk-up song. Like what would be your walk-up song in the MLB or like if you're walking out in the WWE, like what would, and I forget um, who it was. Blake's was funny. Like he, he said it and then he like sang it anyways. Mm, I'm going to watch that for sure. Yes. They're, they're, they're all pretty funny. Forget what KBD said. He said something. I don't know. KBD's vibes are so immaculate. I love him. He's at the end, and he just it, he's like playing off somebody else's. Like I think he heard somebody else's choice, and then oh. he says the lyrics too. You know anyway. what, dude? Shout out to KBD. We <laughs> thought he was gonna get cut. 
and he is not leaving this team. But he's he sniper KBD. He refuses to let up. He will. He will continue. His to minimum fight. contract will stay here forever on a team option. He is the. <laughs> and we'll always take it. <laughs> the next Matt Bonner. The next Udonis Haslam. He oh is that gosh. guy. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. All right, y'all, for watching SSPN. If you've been watching on Twitter, we appreciate you. We have been doing those streams now. And also, if you were putting any comments in the chat, we can only see YouTube ones. Apologies about that. But definitely go come hang out in the YouTube chat for sure. If you like this, don't forget to like and subscribe. And go ahead and follow us on Twitter, as well as at SSPN on YT. I got to remember to put that in here. But anyways, we'll catch y'all in the next one. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you later, Ghostbirds Go.